More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, brought to you by Haney University, HaneyUniversity.com. Go there and sign up for my free instructional videos that go out three times a week and learn about everything you need to know about coming and taking a golf lesson from me at my studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona. All right, more LIV talk. I can't resist it. You know, every time I do a podcast and I talk about this, and I've been talking about this LIV, this is, you know, somebody said the other day, on Twitter, they said, well, you need to keep quit talking about this to somebody. And, they, and, and the, one of the writers said, this is the biggest story in sports. It's not just the biggest story in golf. It's the biggest story in sports. But every time I talk about this LIV tour, I hear something else. I read something else. And I'm waking up like every morning and my my head is just like <laughs> spinning, thinking about all this stuff that I've been reading and how, you know, much it makes sense or how little it makes sense. So I've just got some, some, some more random thoughts on, on, on some of this stuff. Like, you know, some people can't believe, oh, how could these players leave? You know, of course, Kepka just left. Abraham Answer just left. I mean, they got Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Kepka, Bryson Chambeau, Garcia, Mickelson. I mean, Kevin Na, Oostazen. Taylor Gooch. I mean, he's a top 30 player, Taylor Gooch. Ten major champions, Lee Westwood. They've put a dent. This LIV tour has put a dent in the PGA Tour. There's there's no no two ways about that. The PGA Tour had a big meeting this week, and they announced, you know, we're going to do this, this uh, you know, new tournaments, more money. Uh, I, I was thinking... Why, why are you now just announcing this? Why didn't you do this months ago? I mean, that could have swayed somebody into thinking, hey, there's going to be, you know, I can make more money at, at these events. They're going to have eight tournaments for the top players, no cut, uh, $20 million purse. If I was a better player, I'd think, okay, you know what? I can make this much money in those tournaments. And... You know, maybe I'll just maybe I'll just stay put. But the the bottom line is, I think it's the guaranteed money, and it's the fact that they're not going to have to play as much. I think that's very very attractive to the the the, the players, and the the arguments against are they're just they're they're not great arguments to be honest with you i'll give you the argument about the saudi money i know that's a that's a hot button people are just like you know how can you you know just discount that but i am not discounting it i'm just saying that if a player doesn't have a moral problem with it then it's not going to do you any good to just to just hammer them on that because the, like the players have said, we're not politicians, you know, and, and they've been playing over in Saudi Arabia for years and taking their money and, and the players logic it out and they say, 
then their agents logic it out. Because I've talked to agents, and they've told me, they said, you know, I don't understand. I said, we're, this is an agent speaking. He said, we're, we're allies with Saudi Arabia. Our president, Biden, is going over there and begging for them to, you know, give us some more oil. We, we've done business with Saudi Arabia, you know, forever. And this was an interesting thing I read, too. There's 23 of the sponsors, big sponsors, corporate sponsors, 23 of the corporate sponsors on the PGA Tour do over $40 billion worth of business with Saudi Arabia. Those companies don't all get boycotted. The PGA Tour has done business with China forever. Uh, HSBC tournament, they've been, you know, I mean, and if you're talking human rights violations, I mean, I, I don't know how you compare the two, but Saudi Arabia and China, I mean, I can't imagine there's much difference there. I mean, a lot of people I've talked to would say China's worse. It just, it, it, it just seems to, to be a lot of hypocrisy there. So the, the, the players, if they don't have that moral thing, then what else is the PGA Tour arguing? They're saying, oh, that's not a real tournament. You're just, it's just an exhibition. There's no cut. You're just playing for money. You win, you win nothing. Okay, well, the PGA Tour is going to start up these eight new tournaments or whatever, and they're going to play for $20 million, and there's going to be no cut. So how's that, how's that any different? I mean, I guess you just get to say you won a PGA Tour event. What does that? What 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 does that do for you? I mean, that doesn't really do anything for you. So that I, I don't I don't get get that argument. I read one article that said said oh you know Abraham Answer was was a star of the Presidents Cup. Do people really think that playing a week for free? Playing a week for free in the President's Cup is going to keep you from taking a $100 million or a $50 million or a $25 million guaranteed contract and being able to play in eight tournaments and make as much as you would make playing in 32 tournaments on the PGA Tour? Do people really think that somebody's not going to accept that because they're going to not be able to play in the stupid President's Cup, which is just a made-for-TV moneymaker for the PGA Tour? The players make zero. I don't think people realize that. The players make absolutely nothing and they have to play for free and by the way you're playing on the international team for the for the president's cup i mean half the guys or 25 percent of the guys or 30 percent of the guys whatever it is don't even speak the same language you i mean it's like the come how, how much camaraderie can there be you you, you you can't even have a conversation with, with with some of the guys on your team and they've never won Oh my gosh, I, I, I'd, I'd hate to miss the President's Cup. I, I love going and get my ass kicked 
Uh, and it's happened every every two years. We just get our asses kicked, and I can't. I, I, I'd hate to miss that because I, I want to play for the internet. You're not even. You're not even playing for your country. You're playing for an a team called the international team, which is every other country except the United States and, you know, and Europe. I mean, it's, it, that, that, that's, not an, that, that's not an attraction. People don't care. And the players on the U.S. team, yeah, they like to play. It's fun, you know, hang out with the guys, get to play on this team, uh, a little team atmosphere, get to know the guys better, you know, play some ping pong, uh, you know, hang out, uh, you know, have a beer, go to dinner, whatever. But if they've done it, you know, and most of these guys have done it multiple times, this is it's not swaying them. Playing in the Ryder Cup is playing in the Ryder Cup nice for guys? Yeah, yeah, that that's good. I mean, how, how many do you need to play though? Like, how many does Garcia need to play, or or Phil Mickelson, or Kepka, or, or or Dustin John? I mean, they, they've played. They've played on winning teams. They they don't. They don't. They, I, I'm sorry. They don't care. And they think they look at it and they say, How much is the tour making on this 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 President's Cup thing? What are they making? Fifty million, sixty million off this thing? And we're not getting paid anything? And they're thinking, like, where's all that money going? To support the Corn Ferry Tour? To support the Champions Tour? Where's that money going to support some of these other tournaments where all the, the, the lower-end players play? What, what about us? We're the top 12 guys playing on the President's Cup. Why are we getting zipped here? This is what they really think, I'm telling you. And they think the same thing about the, the Ryder Cup. You know, people can kid themselves and think they don't, but they do. The players think this. What's the Ryder Cup make? $75 million? Where's all that money go? Why do why why do we not get paid anything? Seventy five million dollars, the PGA of America makes off that thing. You got twelve players on the U.S. team. You pay. You make the Ryder Cup. You get a million dollars. Oh boy, that only leave them with sixty three million. The players are the show. I mean, without the players, what do you have? That argument that you're not going to be able to play in that Ryder Cup is just a, an argument that I don't get. You know, President's Cup, whew, even worse. Nobody cares about that. All right, I got a couple other other uh, hot-button opinions here I want to, I want to get to, but uh, let me remind you to get your Voodoo Pain Relief Cream, voodoopainrelief.com. If you haven't already done so, it's free, and you can uh, help yourself out if you've got joint pain, arthritis pain, muscle soreness. This product will absolutely help you. So go to voodoopainrelief.com, front page right there. You can click on the box. You can get your free Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes 
to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, Kibi Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, here's another argument I like. They talk about how the PGA Tour is a charitable organization and it's given billions of dollars to charity. And this is an appeal to the greater good. You should be proud of that. And how can you turn your back on it? And the tour does so many good things and you're leaving. Well, first off, the players that have left, they feel like in their mind, I've done a lot of, I've, I've been doing this, this, you know, charitable contribution thing for a long time and they'll keep doing it. These guys will play. I know all these guys, they play in charity events for free and they'll keep doing it. So they're not feeling like I'm leaving a charity, Hank, you know, high and dry here. And by the way, I don't think a lot of people realize this. The PGA Tour is a nonprofit organization. But when they say they've given $2 billion or whatever many billion dollars they've given to charity, that's not exactly true. That's not exactly true. I'll, g- I'll give you an example. And, and there are, all the tournaments are the same. You look at the Masters. They donate a lot of money to charity. A lot of money. Now, they make a lot of money. The Masters is a sanctioned event on the PGA Tour. I'm sure that when the PGA Tour is counting up all the money that they say they've donated to charity, they're counting up the money, and they're including the money that Augusta National and the Masters gives to charity because it's a PGA Tour-sanctioned event, even though they don't run the event. I'll give you another example, the Phoenix Open, and all these tournaments are the same. The Phoenix Open is a PGA Tour event. Waste Management Phoenix Open. That's the number one charitable tournament on the PGA Tour. They get massive crowds. They have concerts. They they raise so much money for charity. And all of that, the PGA Tour counts when they run an advertisement and say, the PGA Tour has given this much money or raised this much money for charity. The PGA Tour doesn't raise that money for charity. The Thunderbirds are a charitable organization that run the Phoenix Open. They are the volunteers. They are the people that sell the sponsorships. They are the people that line up the concerts. They are the people that donate their time to run the concerts, to run the hospitality Say the the you know sixteenth hole, the the whole Coliseum thing at, at the Phoenix Open. They are the ones that raise that money. The PG Tour doesn't raise that. They they come into town. They bring the PG Tour. They're organizers. They have an agronomist that comes and checks out the golf course and makes sure it's all you know going to be green. They have uh, officials that come in to officiate the tournament. They have guys that come in to set up the golf course. They don't raise the money for for the, the tournament. The tournament raises the money. 
the Thunderbirds raise the money. They're the ones that are raising the money for charity. They're the ones that are really giving the money to charity. The PGA Tour it takes credit for it. But they, they both take credit for it because the Thunderbirds are going to say, we've, we, we've raised you know $15 million for charity last year. And the PGA Tour is going to say, we raised $15 million for charity last year. Well, 15 and 15 is 30, but there isn't $30 million there. There's $15 million there. They're both claiming it. One of them really raised it. So there's this misconception that it, it, so when I hear them talk about that, you know, and, and try to use that as like a selling, I'm like, you know, they're really misleading everybody on that. And, I, and I'm not saying that, you know, it's not a great thing about golf, but it is a great thing about golf. But players feel like they've done their part. They've more, and I don't know what they give other than their time. I'm sure a lot of them give to charities too, but I do know they give a lot of their time, and 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 that's that's not an argument that that you're going to be able to make on players uh, that that's going to hold much weight. It isn't the, the whole loyalty argument. Isn't that they feel like they've they've given plenty? You know, Phil Mickelson has given a lot of his life to tournaments and and charitable organizations and, you know, being an entertainer on the PGA tour, because that's what they really are. And I don't, I don't think that, 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 uh, you know, you're, you're going to, you're, you're going to convince guys not to go because of that. That's just not a reason. I don't think there's anything that, that the PGA tour can argue or people that are arguing that is affecting these players and keeping them from leaving other than the fact that this whole thing about the major championships, you know, they may not be able to play in the major cha- that that uh, the commissioner or the CEO of the of the uh, United States Golf Association, Michael Wan, when they asked him, "Can you envision that there'd be a day when these LIV players couldn't play in the U.S. Open?" Well, first off, it's an open tournament. So what the real question is, is, is there a day when an LIV member or player wouldn't be exempt for the, for the U.S. Open? And the way it's set up now is you get exempt for these major championships based on where you are in, your, in the world ranking. And that doesn't mean that a player couldn't go and qualify. And if you're running the U.S. Open or the PGA or the Masters or the Open Championship, the four majors, you want to have the best field that you can have. I mean, you're not going to have the Masters and they're not going to let Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, you know, Brooks Kepka, Sergio Garcia. These are all, you know, Phil Mickelson. Charles Schwartz, well, then almost all those guys, other than DeChambeau they're all, they're, and Kepka, they're all past champions of Augusta. They're not going to tell them they can't play because you're playing on the LIV tour. That's ridiculous. The U.S. Open is an open tournament. These players could always go qualify if the, if they wanted to or had to, and I'm sure some of them would. 
The same thing for the Open Championship. The PGA is the, you know, fourth major. It's always been the fourth major. And their claim is, is we have the best field. What are they going to do? All of a sudden now have the worst field because they're going to exclude all these people. But who knows what could happen here? Because the, the World Golf rankings are run by a group of like six or eight people. And they've got the, you know, Monaghan from the PGA, Michael Wan from the USGA, uh, Fred Ridley from Augusta. They've got the slumbers, so, you know, the sleeper from uh, the, the RNA. So they could all just decide, hey, we're not going to give these guys uh, points. We're not going to do it. No, no points for, for the LIV v golfers. And that could happen. And if that happened, then eventually these guys would be out of these majors unless they, you know, went and qualified for them. I just don't see, I just don't see how that, that's going to be happening. I just, I just, I don't, and, and if it did and they X'd them out of it, I, 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 th- I think there would be a, some kind of a court case there. And I don't, I don't, I, I don't see how you could say that Tiger Woods tournament, the hero world, you know, whatever it is, world hero thing, 16 people, 16 people playing in the Bahamas. Talk about an exhibition. 16 people playing in that thing. Invitation only, 16 people. And you get world ranking points for that, but you've got a tournament, the LIV tournament that has... 48 players, you know, half of which are top 100 in the the world when they first went over there, 10 of which right now are former major champions, and you're going to say that, no, your tournaments don't get any points, but the Hero Hero Tiger tournament gets points? I mean, how can I? I don't. I don't. Under, there's no way that can, they can that that can happen. Well, I guess there's a way it could happen, but it would it would certainly seem to me like it, it it's it's not going to happen, and it would be just grossly unfair. Which who knows? They may do it, but obviously these players who have switched over to the LIV tour, they have already taken this into account, and 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 the, you know a lot of them are like, we'll just see how it plays out. Like when I watched Bryson DeChambeau get interviewed or Dustin Johnson get interviewed or Phil Mickelson get interviewed, they certainly didn't act like they don't think they're ever going to be able to play on the PGA Tour again. They all look like, hey, well, well, I'm going to be able to play on the PGA. Somehow I'm going to be able to play on the PGA Tour again. I don't know how they think that's going to happen, whether it's going to be a lawsuit or what it's going to be, but... They didn't look like they're thinking they're never going to play again. But I, I, I'm i pretty sure they're all, you know, if, hey, if we don't ever play again, I don't ever play again. If I don't get to play in any majors, I don't get to play in any majors. How can they keep them out? Like Dustin Johnson's, you know, he's, because of winning at Augusta, you know, he's got a, a certain more years in the majors. Bryson DeChambeau's got a certain more years in the majors. Kepka's got a certain more years in the majors. 
you know, Garcia's at least in the the, the Masters as a past champion. Ustazen's in the Open Championship as a past champion. Mickelson's, you know, supposedly got a lifetime exemption on the PGA Tour unless they retract it. And he's, you know, in the, the Masters. He's a PGA. He's won, won them all except for the U.S. Open. And he ain't, he ain't going to win the U.S. Open. So, I mean, if he never plays another U.S. Open, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. I, I don't. I don't even think this argument of the, about the majors is a is is something that's that's swaying guys. Now it may, it may sway some of the younger players, but the LIV tour has applied to be awarded ranking points for their tournaments. I'm sure they're going to slow play this because if this is something that is, you know, it's on some of these younger players' minds and they want to see how that's going to turn out. And if it turns out that they do get points, then these guys are going to probably say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go for it. And maybe that is holding some people back. So they're going to probably stall that out as, 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 as long as they can. We'll, 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 we'll see how, how that deal, deal goes. I look at this and I think there isn't really any arguments that are being made. If the player gets past the whole moral thing, there isn't any argument that's being made that I can see that keeps players from taking that paycheck. And it's very obvious that everybody's got a price. I mean, Kepka said he wasn't doing it. And, you know, they said two weeks ago he was telling players, no, I'm not going, and, and now he's gone. And he's not going to be the last one. There's no, there's, there's no way. And, and if these, these guys are serious, this, this LIV tour and Greg Norman, they're serious about this thing. You know, if they, they're putting so much money into this, I mean, with gas prices, oil prices where they are, I mean, what's the, what, 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 what's the big deal for them to up their budget a little bit? I don't think it's any big deal. Hey, you know, we can, I can we can get this guy, but we got to pay up a little bit more. I'm sure they just pay up a little bit more. I mean, they don't they seem to have an unlimited budget for this. And I don't think they're going to stop with what they got. They're going to get more players. And they they're kind of winning because they they're a startup business, a startup company. And the PG Tour is definitely losing. I think the golf fan is losing because these tournaments now on the PGA Tour aren't going to be as as good. I don't know why the major championships would want to be losers too because if there's, you know, if you all of a sudden say none of these players, you know, no Dustin Johnson, no Brooks Kepka, no Patrick Reed, no DeChambeau, uh, you know, no Garcia, Mickelson, Ustaisen, West, none of them are ever going to play in a major again. They're never going to play in the Ryder Cup again. They're never going to you know, play in any of this stuff again. I, I don't I, I don't see how that's is good for any of those events. And it's certainly not. I mean, if I was one of those events, I would say, hey, you know, this is this is your battle, PGA Tour. This isn't my battle. I, I, I want to have the best field I can have at my tournament. And that's how I think it's going to go. But you know we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. There's there's so much to talk about this. It's one subject right after another. This is not just the biggest story in golf. 
this is the biggest story in sports. And it's it's uh, not going away anytime soon. All right. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we'll be back more with the Hank Haney podcast, I'm sure, and, and uh, talk about the next uh, player that's moving over before you know it. But I hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon on the Hank Haney podcast. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.